This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little snickerdoodles. It's me, Allison. Before the show officially starts, we have time to uh, discuss some things. First of all, Gary, how are you feeling? For those who don't know, Gary has been ill, with just with a flu cold thing. Uh, I'm better. Not 100% yet, but definitely the first day I felt better than a day before. Good. I'd like to let everyone know that you're wearing a very bright green t-shirt in honor of St. Patrick's Day. And Selection Sunday. It's also got my uh, my college's logo right in the middle of the shamrock. Mm-hmm. You know, I, as I know, Selection Sunday is a big day for you. <laughs> I know. I've, I've painted my face and everything. What's Selection Sunday? You know the big tournament that they have every March where 64 basketball teams in college all compete together? We did a oh, rendition yes. of it for the, uh, for right, the I Five do. Alice and a Boyfriend thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, for people who don't know, that was something we did on the Adam Carolla show, and that makes me sound pathetic. And maybe I am. Who knows? It, di- it didn't work, though, but I found one on my own. um yeah so the tournament on there's a sunday every march where they okay i'm sorry i asked anyway um i feel like saint patrick's day snuck up on me this year even though i do nothing to observe it i don't even wear green just try to pinch me motherfuckers anyway i want to say something which is i my own brain is frustrating me lately a lot like i'm very sick of myself and what i'm talking about specifically is my inability to make a decision. I've always been an indecisive person, but I just feel like it's flaring up in this really uncomfortable for me and for people immediately surrounding me way. Uh, This is a very like just me problem. I know that it's not a real problem, especially because, and I actually talked about this with Dr. Drew on his podcast, I don't have problems making important decisions. I don't have problems, you know, figuring out if I want to move or or career things or really any or you know who I'm in love with or anything like that, um, it's which is which is good. I'm glad that that stuff is not uh, I'm not paralyzed making those decisions. But it's the little things, all those tiny decisions that you have to make throughout the day so that you don't just get stuck. Those are the ones that I have trouble with, and I feel like it's getting worse. And um, I'm curious how other people who don't have this pro- this problem, how they make decisions. Like, what is a healthy decision-making process? I remember I was asking Daniel, that is uh, my boyfriend, I was asking him why he chose the color car he chose or how he chose. And he said, I don't know, I just liked it. And I thought, I that is so foreign to me, the just liking something and choosing it. And I was trying, I'm sure there's a handful, very small handful of things in my life that I've just gravitated towards and I chose them. Usually it's just I don't have a strong feeling about whatever it is. Again, these are small things. And then I start looking at all the different variables. And uh, actually, Drew asked me what was the most recent thing that I couldn't make a decision about. And I said to him that it was my engagement ring. But the truth, I don't know why I didn't just say this, is it was what toothbrush I wanted. I swear to God, I spent like between two and three hours trying to figure out which toothbrush I wanted because Sonicare has far too many and there's way too many options and they come with different cases and they blah, 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 blah. And anyway, uh, it's amazing that I'm even here today. I don't know where I'd be otherwise. I might still be in front of my computer. Again, I want to repeat, I realize people have real problems. This is not a real problem, but I'm just so sick of myself. Um, but I am going to uh, I'm going to therapy this week, and I'm going to talk about that and find out what is going on. Back to the engagement ring thing. And again, I realize this is probably 
uh, if you're just getting to know me on this podcast, normally I'm much more accessible and delightful. And I realize that this makes me sound um, like uh, like I'm like, oh, my diamond shoes are too tight. That's a joke from Friends. It's not an original. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I, how do other people choose their engagement rings? And I know that a, a lot of times the, the uh, woman does not have a choice because the guy just chooses it. But I'm indecisive but also really picky. And what I basically need to do is go to a store and try on like 6,000 rings and figure out what I like. But there isn't really an opportunity to do that because the people that help you, they're nice. But you feel like there's other people they want to help and there are. And then there's pressure, and I don't know, and I think I'm I'm complicating it because instead of just thinking what do I like in my head, it's it's turned into this like <clears throat> what kind of woman do I want to be thing as symbolized by all the different rings. Again, I know that this is kind of insane, and I'm hoping that as you listen to this, you're in some way relating as opposed to thinking – <laughs> well, I know you're not relating, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. As opposed to thinking, snap out of it, bitch. But maybe that's what the answer is. I hesitate to ask Adam Carolla what to do in this kind of situation because I feel like it would be a real – I actually would like to know what he would say, though. I think it would be a real tough love, kind of like just make a decision, which is probably what the answer is. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's what's going on with me uh, and – no, nope, not going to say anything about anything else. That's all I'm going to say about that right now. I've made the decision to move on to iTunes Comment of the Week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. And by the way, do you know how long it took me to choose which iTunes comment? Because there's so many great ones. Thank you guys for that. But seriously, finally, I just went, ah, this one, because it was just, well, actually, honestly, it's kind of short, and I didn't know if Gary was going to be all phlegmy and hoarse and stuff. But anyway, this is what I'm saying. Tiny decisions. I'm getting all stuck. Okay, let's go. I didn't get a chance to thank you for asking me how I'm doing. That's very nice of you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, And I'm sorry for anyone who listened to the crossover episode for how lethargic i'm sure i sounded because i just felt like absolute hell that day uh so for itunes comment of the week i do not know how to pronounce this person's name mara is taken arg yeah i i think yeah i think it's mara is taken arg and the question is is this a person who's upset that mara is taken or is this mara who's assuming other people are upset that she's taken or is this mara who's unhappy by whom she's been taken by that it could be any of those three. All right. So uh, if I mispronounce that, sorry, but uh, the title is, I like the opening of the show lots. And there's an exclamation point. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I heard that in, in the way you pronounced it. Well, you know. Uh, hi, As opposed Alan. to, I like the opening of the show lots, which would be all caps. That's, you're right. You've got the nuance down. <laughs> That's why you're a pro. Thank you. Hi, Allison. I'm a big fan of the show, and recently you have mentioned people complaining about how you open the podcast. That's right. I just want to say that the tidbits and other funny things you share at the beginning of the show are usually my favorite part. Goodbye! (laughs) Wait, was that all caps? No, that was three exclamation points. (laughs) Okay. Not sure if goodbye really works here, but I couldn't figure out how to to end the comment. Sorry! (laughs) That was one exclamation point. I feel like goodbye does work there. I I think it does. How do you sign off email? Because this is a big point of contention for people. Not yours, but just in general, the whole, like, best being kind of a curt way to end an email. 
I use uh, Be Well or Many Thanks pretty often. I think those are good. Those are nice. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Did I don't you know. go through a best phase? I feel like maybe no. I used best once and then I realized I don't want to be saying fuck you in that manner. Yeah, no, I don't. That, that one's never really come up to, come up as a reasonable ending for me. Yeah. Some people use cheers. I feel like there was a phase where cheers was quite popular. I use that from time to time, but mostly as a joke. Yeah. Also, I use far too many exclamation points. We've talked about this before. I use far too many exclamation points in my emails as a way of of trying to be um, like, hi, I'm nice, I like you, hi. Mm. Because sometimes when you just put a period, if you don't use an emoticon, which I will not do, it, it can sound somehow sort of bitchy. I, I don't think that that's the case, though. I mean, I it's hard to... The, the exclamation points are a, is a hard needle to thread because sometimes you need to show your enthusiasm and excitement, but used too often, it can come off as flippant, and yes, I know. So I'm worried that I've, I do that. But I've seen some of your emails. You know, you've sent emails to people and then CC'd me later on in the chain for scheduling or whatever. And I read back. I don't. I don't think you use them too much. See, I'm worried that if if I don't say hi, Gary, it's like this. Hi, Gary. <laughs> well, in general, I can see that fear, but I've never read an email from you that was like, no, because I use the exclamation point to keep it <laughs> keep it up. But you know, have you been around people? I'm sure you have who are really perky and up and, like, energetic and it's just draining, I worry that my, that's what my emails are. I definitely have been around people like that, but I don't think that's how your emails are. Thank you. You're welcome. I know that you have to say this, but I like it a lot. I don't have to say it. I'll tell you the truth. All right. Thank you. Mm, okay. Uh, I think it's time for fan phone call. Wanna fan I know what I was going to say. I'm all out of order today, but we've been getting a lot of response to our discussion of, and this ta- this intro here is just all about neuroses and things like that, which I think is great because that's what I'm all about today. But on the Lake Bell podcast, we talked about nail biting and picking at scabs that happen to be on your scalp and then the feeling of pulling the scab through your hair, which Gary and I could relate to each other on this, although I think that Lake Bell wanted to vomit. A lot of, pe- a lot of people have written in to say how much they also enjoy this, and I like that. Even though, And, and how they felt ashamed to admit it and yeah. that they felt they were alone. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. No. I wonder just... if there's a real name for it. Probably is. I I can remember sitting in school, uh, you know, in the when I was in kindergarten through eighth, so probably like sixth or seventh, and just sort of touching the back of my head and feeling all the wonderful things that I could just pick out when I got home, and knowing that, but knowing that I had to wait because I couldn't do it in class. That's self control. I don't know if I would have had it. <laughs> I know. I don't know if I would have had it. For all I know, I did excuse myself to the bathroom every now and then to just have a go at my head. I don't even think I'd take that step. <laughs> Someone in an iTunes comment, and this might be one we read at some point, but mentioned <laughs> when the hairs grow oh, – this is so disgusting. Put down your fork, everyone. When the hairs grow like through, <laughs> through the, the scab and then you pick at the scab and there's little tiny holes in it, just how amazing that is, that right there, sign there's – intelligent design i'm sorry you guys i'm sorry to everyone who's listened to this you deserve better all right let's call zoe 
Hello? Hi, is this Zoe? Yeah. Hi, Zoe. This is Allison Rosen from Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. I love you for responding in the way that I always feel is appropriate because some people are way too cool. They're just like, oh, yeah, we talk to you every day. And I'm like, no, you don't. This is very special for you. Oh, my God. No, I'm... I am like I'm too much I'm too awkward to be cool. <laughs> I feel so like exciting. I feel like I was too awkward to be cool and then I might have been cool for a little while and then as of recently I've definitely become much more awkward again. I don't know what happened. I couldn't it's like I was running alongside the cool train and then it went one direction and I tripped and skinned my knee and now I'm just picking at the scabs on my head and worrying about everything. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. So, Zoe, that's okay. So, um, tell us about yourself. What do you do? Where do you live? Et cetera. Um, Okay, well, (laughs) I'm a a freshman at uh, Swarthmore College. Oh! Yeah. Wait, did you you email us with a question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I vaguely remember it. But anyway, my dad went to Swarthmore. Really? Mm-hm. Wow. I I have actually been wow. to the campus, yeah. So that means you're super wow. smart. What are you studying? Um, well, I mean, I haven't declared a major yet, but I'm planning on majoring in art history. Okay. And are you from the East Coast? Um, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. Do you like Swarthmore? Oh, yeah. I I love it. It is it was I'm so glad that I chose to go here cuz I feel like it's really the perfect school for me. Good. What what other ones were you considering? Um, well, I, I applied here early decision, so I mean it was pretty much my first and only choice, but I was also if I didn't get in here, I was planning on applying to uh NYU, um Brown and uh Georgetown. <laughs> I also did early decision. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel like we're totally nerd bonding. Anyway, um, remind, remind remind Gary and me what your question was, because maybe we can help you with it, or maybe not. Who knows? Okay. Um, well, I was just wondering if um, when it comes to college parties, um, <laughs> sorry, that's okay. Um, you, um, you think that um, like. All the guys there are, like, super drunk, and, like, whenever they decide to dance with girls, they are just kind of picking anyone that looks available, and if then they saw you the next week on campus walking around, they'd be, like, embarrassed to see you and not want to talk to you because what they did was done in a totally drunk state. Now, is dance a euphemism, or do you just mean dance? Um, uh, dance, well, by dance, I mean, like, dance and possibly make out. Okay. And possibly hook up. Oh, wait, sorry, and possibly hook up, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the question is, at a college party, when guys are drunk, are they, do they actually like the person that they're hooking up with, or are they just sort of, is it just the opportunity, and, well, I... This is sort of answering your question from a uh, uh, in a backwards manner, but I feel like 
if you run into them the next week and they act embarrassed and weird, then they probably were just um, interested in hooking up. Mm-hmm. Gary, would you agree? Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Well. You were a college youngster at one point. And drunk at yeah. several points. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, if they're, uh, if they're being weird or avoiding you when they see you, that's because they thought it was a one-time thing and whatever. They're, I don't know. They're, they're that, 20-year-old dicks. Where do does that come from? Is that just a fear of confrontation or not knowing how to handle it or not wanting to disappoint someone? Where does that like being... Have you ever wanted to like break up with somebody even in like the most, most like basic of I terms? I break up with people I'm not even dating. Well, <laughs> I, most guys, especially at that age, I feel are too immature to know how to end something yeah. politely. I know. So they would just assume never talk about it. I've actually heard an argument for the fade out. My mom told me this a long time ago. She said that if you if you just kind of fade away but don't ever give someone a real reason, then it doesn't hurt them as much because they never they, – it's not like you're telling them there's something wrong with them. And I thought, you are such an evil person. Not really, but I thought I, – I disagree with that a lot. Um, but there you go. I guess that's what some people think. Um, okay. Anyway, though. So did this happen to you? Did you dance in quotes? Um, yeah. And, I mean, I haven't seen the person since. So I don't know if we would had an awkward encounter or not. Um, but I was just curious because my friends told – some of my friends told me that, yes, like – you can't trust anyone who goes to a party. You can't trust any of the guys who go to a party because they're all just desperate for sex. And um, and if they saw you the next week, they would certainly be um, embarrassed because they're there solely to hook up and they don't really like the people they're hooking up with. It's just like satisfying their... <laughs> No, like, I think no, 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 your no. friends I think that that advice is coming from a person who has been hurt or is being really overly cautious. I think and pessimistic too. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Every guy that that's a that's a really broad brush to paint with. Right. I don't think that people go to parties with the idea of like, hey, I'm going to hook up with someone that I don't like and then I'm going to be weird to them next time. I think that everyone hopes that they'll – I mean, yes, obviously people are motivated by hooking up. But I think that the hope would be that you like the person you hook up with. I I 100% agree. I mean, yes, I there are douchebag guys who are – just out there for numbers and don't care who the person is that they're hooking up with and have every intention of just blowing them off the next day. But that's, that's a small percentage. I mean, that is not the average guy. The average guy is going to a party looking to hopefully meet girls and have fun and maybe hook up. But like with the hope that that could be a recurring thing, because then you don't have to go to parties and be awkward anymore. Right. Like, yeah. And I remember my, um, my freshman year at Pomona college, one of my friends hooked up with a guy, and I, I actually remember – I don't know if it was afterwards or, or before, but a lot of people warning her, this isn't going to mean anything. Um, 
I, I don't know why they felt the need to warn her, though. I don't know if it, they thought she was going to get attached or I don't know what it was. But it was like there was all this like this is just a hookup. It's not going to mean anything. It's just going to be a one night stand. And they are now married and have two kids. And they were together the entire time that I was in college. And I think and it was like the first week they hooked up. So, so a lot of people actually do find the person that they end up with in college. So I think there's really the whole spectrum of douchebag to um, – the opposite of douchebag. Good guy. Okay. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. That's that's really great to hear. That makes me a lot happy. That makes me a lot more hopeful. Yeah. So your friend who gave you this advice is this is um where's this person coming from? Um well, I don't know. I mean, I I don't really know her background that much. Um you know, I I don't think she's had a ton of experience with guys because she she went to an all-girls high school. Um, But, I mean, I think she's kind of a really protective mothering type. Yeah. So um, I think she might just be trying to be uh, really cautious because, like, she doesn't want me to, like, break my heart or anything. Right. Well, that is really sweet. But I think in general, you want to be realistic but i don't think you want to walk around thinking that all men are not to be trusted and up to no good and just having i think that if you have a really negative attitude about the opposite sex people it just it sets you up to um to see the worst and to be unhappy and it sort of can push people away because people can feel that you know like if like yeah. imagine a guy like there are men who are so distrustful of women and and dislike women and that is not attractive at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Zoe, thank you so much for um for uh making us feel good when we called you. Yeah, you guys have no idea how exciting this has been. I I've sounded completely moronic and I'm really sorry no, about that. No, no you didn't. No, no. No, I feel like I did. And it was a re- very reasonable question. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm a glad good you question. asked it. That's, yeah. That that'd be a very sad way to go through college believing that. Right. I, I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah. 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 So, you well, know what you should do? Write us back and let us know what happens if you run into this guy or just how it goes with um, you know, other people you dance with. Okay, I will. Yeah, thank you guys so much for for calling me. Oh man, I love I love your show. I love it. I love it. Thank you. you. Oh, thank and, you so much. Congratulations on being engaged. I was really happy for you. That's great. Thank you. And, and your puppy is so adorable. Like I just I see the big pictures of him on Facebook, and it just makes my heart melt every time. Oh, so- thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, he's. Pretty cute. Yeah. All right. Well, best of luck to you, Zoe. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure. Bye. She was very nice. She was very nice. Absolutely. It totally brought me back to the experience of being in college and uh, and all of that. It feels like so long ago because I'm really old. Yeah. No. I mean, there was a reunion for my college this weekend, and I saw the pictures, and it was just totally weird to think that, that was like seven years ago. Or yeah. Something. I remember going to a reunion from, I only went to one and it was weird seeing everyone because everyone looked the same to me, but some of them had gray hair and it looked like, I remember at the time thinking it's like when eighth graders do a musical and the guys like spray that gray in their hair where they just look like young people with uh, fake gray hair, but they weren't.
they were older. Um, and more articulate thoughts from me coming soon. So in this episode, coming up right now, I talked to John Daly. He's hilarious. And I think you will love him if you don't already love him. The comedian, I know you not will. the golfer. That's right. For those golf fans out there. Yeah. Oh, God. Golf fans love my podcast. So here you go. Here's part one of that. And don't forget, if you would like a special bonus episode of Allison Rosen's Your New Best Friend with uh, Doug Benson and Greg Proops as the guests, which was recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival, you can get that in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. And it's $1.99, but it's worth easily $3.99. And if you would like to win a free iPad, which we are giving away to my chagrin because I just want it, but I had to give it to you. Um, it's from our friends over at Citrix. You can win that by tweeting us with the hashtag AllisonFreeiPad and just answer the question. If you could host a go-to meeting from anywhere and why, where would it be and why? And tweet that too at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Do it. Gary, am I leaving anything out? No, you're not. Okay. I love you guys. Here's the episode. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison. Allison. With perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen. Doing wavy pants and pants again. Allison Rosen. Allison's your new best friend. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. And I'm here with John Daly, which is exciting because I'm a big fan. And I have to say, of everyone who sat where you're sitting during the playing of my theme song, mm-hmm. you're the one who has treated it in the manner I feel it deserves, which is you looked excited. You did a little few some dance moves. I did a dance. I did a dance. I'm an idiot. Like an idiot. Like an yeah, idiot. I guess that's what I feel like it deserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I think it's funny. It but made not, me laugh. Genuinely. Not an idiot like, oh, look at that idiot. I did, More... I'm, what I'm trying to convey is I danced around like an idiot. Yes. But that was also, I'll tell you why, because I we just met. I don't know you at all. Mm-hmm. And we're in this, you know, we're about to have our first conversation. This is our first, the first time we've ever talked in my life. So. I know. Yeah, so I was a little, it was a little bit out of discomfort, but I'm glad that you appreciated that. That's cool. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so then yeah. I guess the other people who just sit there are being too cool, it's they feel comfortable around me um they might well i don't i don't i couldn't speak for how comfortable but i felt immediately comfortable with you but the reality is that this is our first conversation so i know and that's why you have to create a wall between us by wearing sunglasses i i did put sunglasses on and i wanted to be clear that it's more in a it's not in a cool way it's in a way that you know it's bright in here and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a, but you felt like it was creating barriers to, uh, for, you know, kind of putting How up am a, I possibly going to get to know you when I can't see your pupils? <laughs> you, I mean, I could take them off. Do you, do you really? No. Okay. I won't. Yeah. I won't do it. Now, do these cast like an amber light on what this, you're looking at? Or is this it is an orange? Tone? It's an orange light. It's like an o, orange juice. It's an OJ kind of light. Okay. Gotcha. Now, speaking of astringent things yeah we had a little moment earlier i was showing you around the studio mm-hmm. and i said we have um cheese it's and water and then i opened the refrigerator and i realized we have a, a bit more than that we have coke diet coke and a jar of pickled okra yeah and then you commented on how okra will give you diarrhea and i, was yeah, like, I, I said, thought it was just me let's fry up some okra and get diarrhea yes that is what you said and then yeah. i said this is the most compelling way to do this conversation on the podcast is to just say, and then I said. And then I said, yeah. what did you say? I said, wait, does it give everyone diarrhea? 
Um, I only know from my experience and my experiences that okra gives me diarrhea whenever yeah. I have, what is it, jambalaya? I don't know. It's, it's probably in that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that is in it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a. There's superfoods, and then there's just, just garbage foods, and right. okra for me. It's not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Right. Well, see, I have actually. There are cans of pickled okra. Not. I don't know. I feel like that's like some from a fan or something. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's it's off label, off brand. Oh yeah. Special, oh, that's exclusive a- <laughs> okra. But what kind of fan gives you okra? <laughs> one who wants you to spend a lot of time in the bathroom. But yeah. I there's this these jars of pickled okra um, that I find strangely irresistible. Mm-hmm. But I I can't I won't have them anymore because of aforementioned situation. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing. It's like jalapenos to me. Jalapenos, yeah. it's like, oh, God. It's the kind of thing. It tastes and, great, but. Right. But okra doesn't have that great spicy taste or. See, it's I just don't kind even of like, like spiciness. Yeah. I yeah. like mild. Yeah. But here's the thing, and this is going to disgust everyone, but I don't care. <laughs> Do it. It's the kind of thing where you're like, yeah, there's all the seeds. In your poop? Yeah. Yeah. I look at every single piece of shit oh, good. Okay. I make. And I do mean make. I make them. <laughs> right. And uh, especially recently, especially uh, – well, not recently. Every – I'd say, you know, sometimes I take it, give it a glance. But if I'm just like spraying foam into the toilet <laughs> oh, all over the place, I won't really look at it. Well, what's – I mean, yeah, because you know what you're mass, dealing with. If it's a solid mass of any sort, if it's any sort of kind of like, you know – Doggy dirt. I'll take a look. Mm. <laughs> it's really gross. Do you look when you blow your nose into something? Do you look? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that's right, right up in your face. You know. Yeah. Okay. Out of your face. Have you ever had this situation? Mm-hmm. It happened to me, and I don't mean to name drop or sure. location drop. It happened to me in London. <sighs> oh God. You know, many wow. many years ago, where you think. Yeah, I go places I... too. Anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you have you ever had the thing where you, you look in the <clears> loo? That <throat> was. Mm-hmm. I mean, the WC. WC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think. Vance. Did I even chew? Well, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess so, yeah. I remember I that mean, mushroom from breakfast. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I do look into the poop, the poop holes that I poop in, <laughs> you know, in general. Right. And, and uh, you know, I, I think it's really, for me, it's less did I chew and more I can't believe I ate that half an hour ago. You know, like oh, I right. can't believe yeah. I'm pooping what I just because my metabolism is very high for some reason, and uh, which is good in some ways, but it really isn't good because you're just like, am I absorbing nutrition from right. this food? Or is you it know? just flying through you? Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. And you mm. want to make sure, you know, you want to make sure you're getting the bag for your buck, <laughs> right? Well, you're John- out in Cali eating fresh veggies, you mm-hmm. know, from the Central Valley. I know <laughs> right. things. I don't know. So, John Daly, let's yeah. tell listeners a bit more about you aside yeah. from from the fact that you don't know if you're receiving nutrients from your food. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that was – I just started I'm that. I'm John. I'm, uh, okay. I'm an actor and a, and a writer and comedian and mm-hmm. – uh, uh yeah, I uh, I live in Los Angeles. I do. Um, I'm on the Kroll show um, right now. That's the that's Nick Kroll sketch right show. Now. Uh, Nick yes. Kroll's uh, sketch show, and uh, I was first we're writing the second season now. Which I'm very excited. That's very about. exciting. Yeah, yeah you guys got renewed very fast, right? Um, yes. Fast. Yeah, it was uh, after two episodes, which is great. Was there any doubt? Because you, my experience as a viewer is, oh, here's a show that's creative and I really like it. Damn it, it's. It, they didn't oh. renew it. That seems oh, to wow. always happen. So I Thank was you. so excited. Um, 
I was so excited that to hear that it got renewed because so was I. <laughs> yeah, I bet. No, but uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, I, I think they always. Uh, I would really uh, give them a lot of credit, uh, Comedy Central, because mm-hmm. they really did uh, support it from the beginning. Very much let us do uh, what we wanted to do, and we're very um, really like hands on, and and also like we will allow you, you, you know. Right. They gave us lots of artistic freedom. Is what they did. So, what is your role on the show? I like, am, are there a bunch of writers, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of writers. I um. I'm a supervising producer and a writer and an actor. So me and Nick do some of the things we started doing on the internet mm-hmm. uh, about uh, four years ago or three years ago. We did this thing called Rich Dicks, um, which uh, is uh, my character is, is Wendy Sean. And we're these terrible uh, rich people. Both of uh, Nick and I grew up uh, around uh, kind of really very rich people and uh, – um, and kind of experience sort of that world. So we just wanted to uh, make it as evil as we can. And uh, also... What's his character's name? Uh, oh, uh, Aspen Bruckenheimer. <laughs> it was Aspen Bruckheimer, but uh, we had to change it to Bruckenheimer. Right. But uh, <laughs> Which I like anyways. Uh, but uh, And then we do the Ed Hardy Boys. Um, right. Which we did on Funny I or Die. We did a couple of videos. We did one with Christian Odegier and... I just watched the one today mm-hmm. where you guys were trying to solve the case of the missing sick belt buckle. Yeah, there's the case of the missing sick belt buckle, <laughs> and then there's the case of the uh, hot Filipina girl who uh, – oh, I forget what it is. I forget oh, what Gary's it looking is. It up. Look it up. Hot Filipino girl. It's Kulap, who is Laotian, not Filipino. and uh, She's taking uh, jobs from Filipinos. Who uh, – you know, I wrote the it. case of when that hot Filipino girl lost her tramp stamp at mini golf. Lost her tramp <laughs> stamp at mini golf, so her tramp stamp falls off. Right. <laughs> it's real dumb. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we did those and uh, that, and then we made a eventually made a pilot for uh, Rich Dicks for Comedy Central, which did not get picked up. And uh, was that a bummer? It was a bummer. It was like we made an eleven minute. Pi- they were making eleven minute shows for a second. We made an eleven minute pilot, and then it kind of like. Um, oh, of course it was a bummer, but, um, you know, and then, uh, Nick pitched his show and we ended up just doing all this shit and all that stuff and more on his show, mm-hmm. which is great. <laughs> and I was first introduced to you through Bill Cosby Bukowski. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, all I can <laughs> I mean, say about Bill Cosby know. Bukowski is that he's in effect, it's, uh, Bill Cosby Bukowski is a character that I do, uh, check it out. It's on... Funny or Die on YouTube, and uh, I do it on uh, Comedy Bang Bang a lot with Scott Ackerman, and uh, it is, you know, it's it's the way that I uh, do uh, swear a lot and do Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah, as a character um, who's just a combination, it's, it's a combination of Bill Rudy! Cosby. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just kind of uh, get downstairs and line up and let's see who's the most fuckable huckster ball, you know. <laughs> That kind of thing, and uh, um, so yeah, I do videos, and a new video is coming out, and it is a TED talk. It's not a TED talk; it's a, uh, it's a uh, what's it called? You know, uh, an Apple like when Steve Jobs drops a product. Right. It's, a, it's a product drop. A keynote. A keynote. It's an Apple keynote for the J phone. It's a Jello keynote. <laughs> 
Bill Cosby Bukowski doing Jello Keynote for the J Phone Lime, <laughs> um, which is the new J Phone that is made of Jello. It's a Jello phone that is uh, coming out in uh, 2013. So right. that'll be on Funny or Die very soon. Because then, yeah. you don't write poems, you write Jello. He's the Jello at Laureate. He's the Jello at Laureate. Um, I could do a Jello. You want to do? Yes, do, please. This is called Levar Burton. Get out of my living room. <laughs> LeVar Burton, get out of my living room. What are you doing in here? Get out of my living room. What did it, what did it say? I don't care about reading Rainbow. Zig reading Rainbow, I got two words for you. Picture pages. Now get the fuck out of here before I stab you in your blind ass computer eyes. Okay. That's probably the one. That's the weirdest one. I love it. It Let's really see. is. Oh, wait. No, no. Are you filming me? Well, now I was trying to film the Jalom. Oh, I'm so, oh, are you, no, Do you no. have an anti? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll need to destroy your your, your iPhone. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I uh, Do you want me to? Uh, I can't do it anymore. The moment is gone. Now that I, I didn't know what was happening. I, I snuck up on you. Am you I being I the worst? Do that. That's okay. I'll turn it off. You don't have to turn it off. But the, I mean, this is great. What's a, what's great? Just me on film? You know, I'm from TV and film. Right. You know, You're I'm really from, lighting it up. You know, Gary, I'm from TV and film. That's what <laughs> I'm sorry. Heard. I'm um, going to turn this off. Well, see, here's what happened. You started the Jalome, mm-hmm. which was so good. And then I thought, ooh, this would be the kind of thing that when we post the blog post, it can be like a little, you know, a little video thing uh-huh. for the viewers or for the fans sure. who would enjoy it, the behind the scenes. But I should have checked with you first. Um, no, I, no. I, I, uh, but we can do that. You know, we'll, we'll take care of that afterwards. Great. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sappity tappity. What's that? Sappity tappity is uh, drunk English rollerblading pine tree <laughs> uh, from, you know, England. He lives in Hollywood and, uh, you know, he's trying to get stuff together. He's a... Uh, <laughs> he's uh you know he's got rollerblades and so he's he's mobile um and uh yeah he's a uh, inspiring guy he's um another another character of mine <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't i don't know how to do podcasts but he's a character of mine that's a that's a pine tree i do a show at ucb um mm-hmm. sometimes that and it used to be monthly but now i do it uh i haven't done it for a while but uh i'm gonna bring it back it's the uh sappity tappity the drunk english rollerblading Pine Tree Show. Um, I usually do it on Christmas and then Arbor Day, which is uh, April. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel for some reason I feel silly asking this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Where did the idea for Sappity Tappity come from? Um, it came from uh, I was in um, an improv class uh, in New York City. I did uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, UCB stuff in New York City. When was that? Because I uh, lived in New York too. I started doing it in 1999. I got on a Herald team. Ooh, what was that uh, one called? Mother. And uh, we stayed together for 10 years. We kept doing shows every Saturday night. It was great. I love Mother. Um, I'm pretty sure I remember hearing about Mother when I was in New York. Yeah. So, yeah. Who else was on that team? Um, Jason Manzoukas, mm-hmm. Jessica St. Clair, James Eason, Jesse Falcon, Tara Copeland, um, Christine Walters. Uh uh, I forget. That, that, that <laughs> so is many people, a, that's a wealth you know? of people. It's a wealth of people. So, Doug yeah. Moe and uh, eventually, uh, yeah, so yes. that many people. So many and many of a them. A big improv crew. And many of them also come from film and TV. A lot or of, are on there now. Yeah, 
a lot of film and television right. heads. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so okay, uh, so you were anyway. so you were you were doing that in New York. I was doing then... that. Uh, yeah, I was doing that in New York. Uh, oh yeah, so I was taking a class. Matt Besser um, uh, taught uh, me three times, I think. And do you know Matt Besser? He's the yes. best. Yeah, yes. he's he was so he was, but at this time in my life, now he's my friend. But that was hard won friendship because he was the teacher. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's uh, and and the one who put on shows. So he <laughs> was very intimidating to me. And he one at one time, <laughs> Matt Bess was completely responsible for Sappity Tappity because he was putting together the show that I did with Manzukis and uh, all, all those people, pretty much a lot of those people, a lot of other people called Kathy Lee and the Legion of Good versus Ricky Martin and the Loca Power Team. This is when Licky, Ricky Martin and Kathy Lee were like actually huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was the show that ran for a year, but Besser taught a class to like farm the people, the improvisers for the show. Uh, and he basically goes, he goes, was basically giving everybody their characters. He was like, Manzukas, you're Ricky Martin, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Daily, you're going to be a pine tree. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll be a pine tree. And he's like, yeah, yeah, be a pine tree. I was like, fuck yeah, man. And then I did it and I just stuck. I've been doing that character for... You know, I've been doing that character for, I sound like, you know, Mel Brooks or, you know, mm-hmm. then I started doing that character. I don't know. That's, that doesn't make sense, does it? Uh, yeah, no, it but, does. Uh, sort of. so, uh, sure. But uh, yeah, that's, that's where that came from. And I, then I added rollerblades and then I, I made it, uh, I think I made it English and added rollerblades a little bit later. But mm-hmm. uh, that was when I was just like, let's make it even crazier, you know? But yeah, check that out. And when did you realize you could do Bill Cosby's voice? And do you do do you do a lot of voices? I do some voices. I do Frasier, and uh, that was a bad one. I should just no, uh, that but, was a good uh, one. I do Frasier uh, sometimes. I do Frasier on the Kroll Show a couple mm-hmm. times. Cosby, I do um, Ticklish Cage um, in the <laughs> video I made. Funnier Die video, Ticklish Cage. It's Nicholas Cage, but he's really ticklish. <laughs> uh, very dumb video, uh, but uh, I love it. Uh, check that one out. Um, I don't want to make then you I do, be uh, our dancing monkey, but could you do a little bit of the Ticklish Cage? Ticklish Cage. Um, <laughs> um, what's a good one? I didn't come here to be on video. <laughs> Wait. What is, what is, what's a good cage? Um, check out the video. I can't. I can't. I, I don't think it's going to come off well. Okay. I Come on, Con Air. Isn't that put a down the bunny. Con Air, put on the bunny. What's <laughs> a, give me a quote. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think I have any readily available cage quotes. But what's what's uh Bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> that's him getting tickled at the end. It helps that's the thing. It, it, it does it, you have to see him get tickled. Right. That's okay. the that's the that's the trick. Yeah. Is seeing him, you know, see the tickle moment and then <laughs> You know right. what I'm saying. I, I totally Diet hear Coke. you. Shout out to Diet Coke. Taylor Swift is Diet Coke. You know, I just want to give a shout out to my homeboy, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Sorry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I'm actually more of a Coke Zero fan. I know? am too. Yeah. It's I am better, too. Right? Yeah. Why is that? Because its chemicals are better. Yeah. I prefer <laughs> its it. artificial flavor to Diet Coke's artificial flavor. Yeah, that's um, it. Okay. So what, what what other voices do you do? Um... I can do uh, I can do Elmer Fudd, uh, be Bowie, Bowie, quiet. Everyone can do that though. That's a it's just a parlor trick, you know. Everyone can do it. I can do uh, what else? What else do I do? Um, 
Jay Leno. Hey. <laughs> um, how about Conan O'Brien? Hey guys, uh, <laughs> that's terrible. Sorry, no, but, uh, but it looked Conan. It looked, you, you looked Conan. See, I'm embodying them so geniusly right. that everyone here is just. I didn't blown know where away. you. I didn't you know, I mean, know where the John Daly. Believe me, guys, went. this is funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you don't know where John Daly. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. and then you also have a website. John Daly is. John Daly? Yes, yes. John Daly is John Daly. That's J-O-N-D-A-L-Y is J-O-H-N-D-A-L-Y. John Daly is John Daly.com. And that is, and I want to, um, maybe uh, you, maybe John Daly, maybe somebody who knows John Daly, the golfer, is out there. Um, I'm doing, I have, a, I have a website called John Daly is John Daly where I'm basically taking back my, my Google search, you mm-hmm. know, because I want to be the most famous John Daly. And, you know, basically it started because his name, I was Googling my name. Um, and it's J-O-N and his name is J-O-H-N so when I googled my name J-O-N it said did you mean John Daly as if did you mean to Google As the guy? You, who, you should. Your, it was almost like name. you know what? You should mean John Daly. Yeah. You should mean John Daly because John Daly's cooler than that John Daly. You know, it made me sick. It made me fucking sick. <laughs> and so I had to fuck this guy over, huh, Gary? I had to fuck him over. <laughs> and, I got the uh, email about John Daly. And I'm I was just like, kidding. Huh. I'm, I'm just kidding. So, uh, but anyway, I started this. This I thing. don't think you're just kidding. I went out on the golf course. No, no, I have I have profound respect for John Daly. I think he's a cha- you know he's a champion. He's a He's, he's, he seems like a great – everything he does, I'm like, yeah, dude, you're the best. But, uh, you know, and he's clean and sober and everything. He's getting his life together. Anyway, I had profound respect for him. So I uh, – I, what I did was I went out on the golf course and uh, I, in a fat suit and I took uh, hundreds of pictures of myself. If you go to John Daly is johndaily.com, you'll see – um, me in on the golf course, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jen Rose, uh, did special effects makeup, and uh, my another friend who wants to remain nameless uh, did photographs. And uh, why does that friend want to remain nameless? I don't know. She wants to not be attached. She wants the uh, be, for the right reasons because she wants to dis- disappear into the project. Oh, that's wow. She wants the project to uh, stay, you know what I mean? Yeah. She it's wants not about her. For the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. it's as if I did it. It's yeah. as if they're real. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. She does it for the right reasons. I also think she's well, she's she doesn't need to. You know, she doesn't need to. But uh she, Is it uh, um don't guess. Annie don't guess. It is Annie Leibovitz. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Ansel Adams was my next guest, but it's, you said it was a. Woman. But not the Annie Leibovitz you're thinking of. This no, Annie no. Leibovitz is a horrible <laughs> photographer. Right. Uh, they don't. Uh, she didn't even know. You yeah. know, she took. She, she took was pictures. primarily in Polaroids. Yeah, she tried to take pictures with her collarbone. It was really weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's, you know, and so go to that website. I'm trying to get those pictures out there, but also I'm reaching out to John Daly because I want to work with him. And I'm serious. I want to introduce him to a whole new audience of young people who aren't about golf but are just about him as a personality. You know, he's like like Kenny Powers, you know, from mm-hmm. Eastbound and Down. He's like that. He's like he's like the Kenny Powers of golf. And he cultivates an image, but, you know, he's also like hilarious. He puts out country records. Uh, he's got a country record. He's got his uh, loudmouth brand uh, pants. He wears these crazy outlandish pants. And I did not know about these pants. Which I bought hundreds, by the way, of dollars worth uh, for that project, for the John Daly project. Uh, the John Daly is John Daly website. Have, but, you, uh, have you heard back from him at all? Um, no, but I'm reaching out to him. I'm reaching out to him. Um, I'm sure he knows about it. I mean, he might not know, but who fucking knows? I, I, I don't know what kind of like... How tech he is. <laughs> I feel like Mickelson's pretty tech, but uh, no, I don't know. Like, he's probably the least tech. He lives in, uh, you know, he's like a fucking, 
dude who hangs out. But his online presence is actually pretty – Twitter shit is pretty – but a lot of people think that I'm John Daly online, which is amazing, including Chuck Woolery <laughs> on Twitter, thinks that I'm the real John Daly and communicates with me on a regular right, basis. because your Twitter avatar yep. is, is, is one me of those shots. as him. It's me, yeah. but it's as him. <laughs> so Chuck Woolery tweets at you Chuck Woolery as you him? has invited me to go bass fishing with him in oh Texas. Oh, my God. No joke. No joke. Wow. Like, all right, John. Like, I talked to him for a while, and I was using hashtag kill Obamacare. <laughs> you know, because Chuck Woolery is like a fucking, you know, he makes these videos. I mean, he's a retarded person. Um, but uh, I didn't his, know. Uh, I just remember Chuck Woolery from, uh, yeah. what was the show? I mean, the dating he's show. He's not retarded. He's. No, no. <laughs> I, just, know, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm just he's saying. He's doing I, it wrong. <laughs> he's an old man. He's an old person, is what right. he is. Right. I'm just saying I wasn't totally up old. to date on his. I didn't realize he went Super, down that road. Yeah. He, like, uh, you know, did the nosedive into just like, I to want right. to re. Yeah, yeah, to the right by convenience of please listen to me. I have, want to have a career again. Um, yes. But what. Eliminate? No, that was younger. What was no, his no, no, show? No, no. Uh, you, he's old would... school. No, uh, um, ah, uh, fuck, Chuck Woolery. Where they dating choose... women on TV with my man Chuck Woolery? <laughs> yeah, the there would Boys be the three lyric. Um, it's Gary's dating. Too young. Dating game. It's not the dating game. No, but it's something, and it's it's not. It's like dating game. It's the dating game. Woolery hosted Love Connection. Love, Love Connection. Connection. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, he's a handsome man. Never had yes. a problem in his life, and he's like, "Let's kill Jews." Basically, I mm-hmm. mean, that's his, that's his, pretty much right. Just wants to kill Jews. <laughs> so then you're not going to go anyway, bass fishing with him. I'm probably not going to go bass fishing with him. Um, but you know, I I don't think he kills Jews. That's a terrible thing to say. Why would I say that? But no uh, one takes anything seriously. It's totally okay. Right? It's a podcast. Unless right? sometimes people take everything seriously. Right. Right. And you never know. People took the Oscars very seriously. Oh, They were yes. very pissed off. They really were. <laughs> on Twitter. Holy shit. That onion joke, you mean? Or Onion everything. joke, but also like at Seth MacFarlane at everything. They yeah. were just like, what the fuck? We want a nice show. <laughs> we don't want the onion to re- do the thing. I don't know. I thought that was I, – I, it's like – the one time the onion screws up out of three billion times where they fucking nailed it. Right. Like, I don't know. Give them a break. But they were right. I mean, it is a bummer joke, but it was a good – it was fine. It was satire. But I you know? didn't find it to be as it – was, it wasn't that funny and it wasn't super um, – sharp but i didn't yeah. find it to be outrageous no i didn't find it outrageous but i understand if people like saying a nine-year-old is a con i mean it's a hot it's a joke about hollywood and dis- being disgusting it's a disgusting person joke that i uh know how to do because it's rich dicks you know it's yeah. just, <laughs> but, uh, i have aids and rich dicks <laughs> you know <laughs> just casually and uh but uh anyway i don't want to brand myself like <laughs> i'm just kidding but i, I thought it was uh fun you know it's the onion like yeah. they came out with the onion after fucking a week after nine eleven, and it like won a Pulitzer Prize. It was nominated. It's they're brilliant. Like they're still brilliant, and and that was then, but this is now, and they're still equally amazing. Right. And I think that was you know it just was a bummer, but it, I also think that if that if, had, if about, that joke had yeah. been said, well, granted they deal in the printed word, but if that joke had been yeah. said and not not written if, you, if someone wasn't reading it yeah. there would not be any problem with it well not as much cunt problem yeah maybe it. it depends on if 
<laughs> who says it? Depends on who says it. Yeah. Like, I mean, if fucking, you know, <laughs> Tracy Morgan says it. Then there would be a problem. Then there'd be a problem. Right. You know? But if, like, some other little girl said it. Not a problem. Another little girl. That would yeah. be so fucked up. I know. <laughs> Willow Smith is like, that cunt needs to step up. <laughs> that'd be funny. Oh, that I mean, that'd be funny because it's true. That's what this probably goes on. No, I think Willow Smith is is just like, who's this? Yeah. I don't even pay attention to people like that. Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> so it's me and my brother. John Daly. Yes. John C. Daly. What's the C for? Christopher. Jonathan Christopher Daly. Jonathan Christopher Daly. Where did you grow up? Pittsburgh. And um, what was that like? You know, Lemieux was in the igloo. Uh, Mark Malone was uh, the quarterback of the Steelers. It was heady days, mm-hmm. shitty football. Uh, <laughs> uh, Are you into I, sports? Um, I I was. I I I am a little bit still. I uh, I grew up playing hockey. Really uh, got into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, got into hockey and was on travel teams and all that shit. Played so that probably school. allows you to rollerblade well as a I tree. I very much I, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't even have the rollerblades. Sometimes I do the rollerblades as as Sapity on stage, and uh, there's so many wires on the stage oh, yeah. and like slippery things. So I've actually stopped doing. It. It's like really dumb. <laughs> so, but I still do. You know. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I, I grew up ice skating and mm-hmm. uh, did all you that shit. and you were on travel teams and stuff? Did went to Canada. Yeah. What position did you play i played defense left defense the entire time until i was on until i was on in eighth grade then one year i played left wing Mm -hmm. but i was i wasn't like a goal scorer i was more like a weirdly because i'm not physically large but i was more like a body checker and a Mm -hmm. defensive like i was good at that was it fun i loved it i still i want to play now i love it so much yeah when's the last time you were on the ice Which could mean any sort of. It could mean hockey, Jesus. or it could just oh, mean. Oh, we filmed something for Kroll Show actually uh, called Wheels Ontario, which is a Degrassi High parody <laughs> where everyone is in a wheelchair, and uh, I play this teacher, uh, this coach, coach teacher. I play coach teacher, mm-hmm. and Kroll is a little teenager, and <laughs> we invent a sport called whirling, which is curling in wheelchairs, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's uh, very yeah. Check that's in the uh, pilot or the first episode rather. Uh, you- it's not really the pilot, but. Do you guys yeah. have to um, fight it all to be allowed to do certain things? Or like, are they ever nervous about ideas you have? What you mean, Comedy Central? Yeah, I, absolutely not. Yeah, like I said, like no joke, no. Like, there's no the artistic freedom was like pretty good, and they would they would uh, you know they would read our scripts obviously and like kind of question things and have notes and mm-hmm. were very very hands on, but we're also kind of like you know I, I think we were pretty neurotic about it already we were yeah. like we really want to make this fucking good and so like we would make it pretty clear that we were going to scrupulously you know make it happen in a way that was dope <laughs> basically mm. you know who's more uh, neurotic about it you or nick 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 i mean it's his show it's really his dick is on the railroad tracks you know it's like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's the nick yeah, it's, it's the, the worst show. kind of squish penny. it's not the daily show you know it's not the daily show it's a cruel right show. but um right. People but that said, like, I feel like we all are very much striving to uh, both all the writers and John Levenstein is the head writer and John Kreisel is a director who is, uh, does Portlandia oh, yes, and Tim and say. Eric uh, is amazing. And yeah, it's great. It's mm-hmm. a dream. It's a dream team. So back to the ice, though. Mm-hmm. I'm trying out new segues. I'm not gonna, ever going to use that one again. Um, 
How uh, till what age did you play? I played until uh, age until I was a senior in high school. So, oh wow! Yeah, eighteen. Did, did you think you 24. wanted to go? <laughs> um, did I think what? Did you think you wanted to go into professional hockey playing? Uh, when I was in seventh grade, was the last time I was like. Hey man, I could be a pro, and then I got to be. I made varsity my freshman year of high school, which was a very big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I was like, "Fuck, man, I could play college hockey and maybe be a slacker pro weirdo that travels around in the triple." And then, no, no, no. And then I started really going to Canada. I think no, that was like eighth grade. I really started to go into Canada more. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, "Oh no, no way." Dream dashed because we just go up there and it was like we didn't even know how to play the same sport as them. Mm-hmm. It was just – it was like we were just standing there and they were just scoring goals and skating around us. And we were just like, oh, this is how you be a pro, pro hockey player. Yeah. You actually have to be really good at hockey <laughs> instead of like pretty good at it. It was pretty good. Right. But I loved it so much. I started doing – I started acting – and when did that like happen? doing improv and stuff in uh, like 10th grade. Oh, wow. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Friday night improvs at the University of Pittsburgh. I used to do it short form improv with uh, this guy, Lou Stein and Ben Mayer and all these guys. I still go back there. I just did it uh, last over Christmas. That's did really cool that you started one. in 10th grade. Yeah. Because that's it was, that's pretty young, don't you think? I don't know. It really imp- depends. I mean, look at Raven, you know. Right. Uh, and, but she's not doing improv. Yeah, and she has no sense of real joy uh, in her life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? But uh, she might be fantastic. Um, what if there was a I'm child? in a movie with her. I did a movie. You're, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What movie? College Road Trip. <laughs> Martin Lawrence, Raven Simone. I play a security guard. I have like five lines. Well, great. Seen when can with, we see that? It's out. Oh, um, when you did, when did we see it's that? been out since 2005. That's why I wanted him on the show. Great movie. Great movie. I w- yeah, it's a Citizen Kane of my yeah. father-daughter. I'd, say, I'd call it more of a godfather, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Totally, Gary. I, I agree with Gary. I'm sorry. <laughs> the godfather. <laughs> I'm, there's yeah. a, a giant gaping hole in my viewing. That Pleasure. I seen that. Yeah. Sorry. Most deaf. It's good that I can't see your eyes right now or else I would feel shamed. You'd start crying because they're fucking really Boring holes. You. I know. I know. I'm really fucking up here. So what I was going to say, Rosen? though. God damn it. Wait, was that out loud? Where are you from? Where, where? Uh, I'm from Orange County, California, originally. Oh, okay. Cool. Home of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know about it. They're like burning crosses. And yeah. Like it was wonderful growing terrible up there. Terrible style. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary's from there, too. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We grew up around very wealthy people, too, which yeah. you mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah. I, yes. Maybe that's why we enjoy OC. rich dicks. A very, a very uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, It's full. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is full of rich dicks. Yeah. OC. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Laguna Beach. Um, all I think about is like all I hear about that I pay attention to, at least, is just like they burned another mosque <laughs> and like it's, it's a terrible place. characterization of yeah. the OC but it's like all I really remember hearing about yeah um but yeah so wait is that what Pitts is that what it was like in Pittsburgh um what rich dicks everywhere no oh no 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 I mean yeah I mean in my high school there were a few yeah there were definitely people like that in in New York you know mm-hmm. and just like people um, people at there was definitely like a 
pretty disgusting attitude at my high school, my and just like yeah, did, other other people. Did you go to a private school? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Is yeah. it one I would have heard of? I went to public school until I was in uh, eighth grade, and then I went to private school at a place called the Shady Side Academy. Oh, I'm not familiar with the Shady Side Academy. Shady Side Academy. Did yeah. you wear uniforms? No, they had to wear uniforms, I guess, until eighth grade. But then we could, we had to freedom, total freedom. There were girls. It was great. It was like it was like uh, Dead Poets Society. We had uh, the Sounds Midnight like Boys. It. Sounds like that. <laughs> did, did you grow up? Midnight fast? Boys. Let's go to the caves and read literature. Um, <laughs> did I grow up fast? Yes. Or were you a huh. late bloomer? Um, no, I wasn't a late bro- a bloomer uh, when it comes to sexual things. Or um, uh, yeah, I guess that is what I'm asking. Think, but hmm. now that you put a fine point on it, I feel I was a weird. little bit of a late bloomer, but I feel like my fr- – that was interesting going to Canada when I was a kid because I had like fingered a girl by like seventh grade. But so I you're, that's, felt – That's the opposite of a late bloomer. It's, yeah. Right? Fingering happens later, right? Fingering Gary? happens seventh Gary's grade, eighth waiting. grade. <laughs> it's the goal, but this my, I had a girlfriend for <laughs> like a summer and at the end of the summer I like fingered her and it was great. And mm-hmm. I like – you know, it was great, but I thought, but I thought of myself at that point. I know that I thought that I was like late, a late bloomer, even though these seventh graders were like having sex and stuff. Like, I'd go to hockey camp, and this white trash kid would be like, "Man, I fucked this girl from 4H." I'd be like, "What the fuck? You're an adult. <laughs> You're 40." <Right. laughs> you know, like I don't want any part of that. But. uh I remember being like, oh, man, I'm behind. Then I go to Canada and play hockey and we'd have billet system. And so we'd stay with their family and they'd stay with our family. So I'd stay with this kid and he'd be like, he'd be like, hey, have you ever French kissed? And I was like, what the fuck, man? I just stuck my <laughs> finger in a girl's pussy, dude. I'm fucking I'm a total man. And these Canadians were like, I think I'm going to French my girlfriend tonight. It's going to be great at fucking Tim Hortons. <laughs> Fucking Canadian weird. I was like, you virgin weirdos. I'm a man compared to you. But then I got a girlfriend in high school, um, Jen Steinfeld, and she was uh, great. And she blew my mind uh, because, you know, she hadn't with sex. She was Jewish. I'd never, like, experienced Jewish people. You know, her dad, like, was funny instead of, like, being withholding and, (laughs) you know, very dry and, like, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, yeah. Um, But, uh um, but then we had – I had probably lost my virginity when I was uh, 16. And and why did you guys break up? We stayed together for a lot of high school. We stayed together for like two and a half years or something like that. And then we broke up. It was just kind of weird. You know, I don't know. You break it. It was, it was like this is, we should break up. Let's do mm-hmm. it. I don't even remember. <laughs> it was like too long, right? Do we hate each other? I don't know. I think I love you still. I think I hate you. We hate each other. You know, it's terrible. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll hear this and clarify it. I'm sure. Who she's knows? A I don't know. Avid if she's a, listener. A, a, yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> hey, if her dad, her dad has a sense of humor, so. Yeah, her dad's funny. Funny dad. Um, and after high school, where did you go? I went to North Carolina School of the Arts, and then I moved to New York, and then I discovered UCB. Moved to New York in '97. Did theater Shakespeare and all that shit you know really yeah yeah you went there to be a serious actor (laughs) I mean I just went there to be an actor and uh, ended up doing children's theater you know really ghetto fucking shit and then really terrible plays a couple terrible plays a really weird terrible film I did a play 
the Cafe des Artistes. It was like Bon Ton Cafe des Artistes. It was the worst. It was every. It was like Toulouse Lautrec, Surratt, <laughs> and Van Gogh. Every impressionist gets together at the Cafe des Artistes, and it's like a ton, everyone from every French. Our time it was the horrible. Play? I played Surratt's gay lover in that one. <laughs> really, really bad. Um, and then I, uh, and then I started doing just doing comedy all the time when I uh, discovered UCB. Mm-hmm. Started writing shows and stuff. And Sketch then comedy. What drew you to, or what brought you out here? LA, um, LA that is. I uh, just had done. I feel like everything in new york and i felt like i was coming out here and doing jobs um and uh, how long ago did you move out here uh five years but uh yeah um i was writing partners with brett gelman that dude oh, yeah. brett, and uh so we'd come out here and we did a couple of jobs we worked on uh, nick cannon's tv show short circuits <laughs> Uh, failed sketch comedy show for MTV. We worked for a couple other things, and then it was just like, okay, I gotta just come out here and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where where have you uh, been happier, New York or LA? Oh, LA's better, happier, more stable. You know, more successful. Everything is great <laughs> out here. It's great. You know, you can't. I just feel like, uh, yeah, in New York, I feel like it's. It's I love New York and I love going back there and being like, oh, wow, remember this. This is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And it's like very emotional to go back there. And I lived there for 10 years. I mean, where did you live? I lived in Brooklyn the whole time in all the different neighborhood, all the different white neighborhoods. Basically, let's face it. Uh, Park Brooklyn Slope, Heights, Park uh, Slope, Williamsburg, Green. Fort Greene. I live in Greenpoint, Sunset Park, which isn't really. Did you live but, in Carroll uh, Gardens Fort Green. or Cobble Hill? No, never. Park Slope. It's pretty white um, in Carroll Gardens and Cobble Hill. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Pretty white. Pretty white shit, man. Um, so, yeah. That's that's my story. Wow. Um, no, but uh, what was what was oh, the question? I, was, I, I forgot. You were, I was asking where you're happier. <laughs> and you were saying oh, that when yeah, you go back. LA. I emotional. love L.A., man. I, I, I'm on board. I hated it when I first came out here. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I have no... I love it. It's great. Yeah, I find I was there for um, eight and a half years, and I, I lived in Manhattan, and I lived in Brooklyn at the end. But and I was kind of reluctant to leave, but my life is so much better out here, and more yeah. just balanced. And I found that in New York, I was just so singularly focused on my career and on feeling anxious about my career and comparing myself to everyone, and just every day was kind of filled with stress whereas out here it's much it sounds insane because i don't feel like la is a place where people have you know amazing perspective but it's easier to keep everything in perspective out here yeah the real difference for me like professionally is that um people really want to do things and they want to make things and like collaborate and stuff like that and you can easily find those people and and versus for free like to doing things like getting you know they'll work they just want to like get things going like whether I don't know, everyone's very motivated to do things. Thing X, basically. Versus in New York, what what was it like? Um, I feel like it was just like a little bit more solo, you know, like and everyone's growing, and I don't know, like I don't know, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just a little bit more like I'm doing my thing, and yeah. Did you become friends with Nick in New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't start working together till I moved out here, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your family like? 
My family's great. It's the Dailies. They're in um, Mars, PA now. They moved from Pittsburgh to Mars, which is north of Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, my mom is uh, – they're both retired. Uh, they live – my dad has like a condo, a golf condo in Florida that he goes and plays golf at. So you're, is your dad and into the other John Daly? My that dad, must feel weird. I mean, yeah. I think – well, my thing with the other John Daly is like – when I was 12, he came out and I was like, wow, there's a famous guy named John Daly. That's cool, man. He's a good golfer and he's like a drunk and I love him. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what's his deal? I don't care. He's funny, you know, or whatever. And then I was kind of like, oh, man. And then I became a comedian. And then, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I just wanted to become, I want to become John Daly. So that's the deal with that. But right. uh, what was I talking about before? You were saying your dad has right. a condo and golf. Golf condo. My mom is, uh, my mom's great. Yeah, she's uh, she was a shrink. And, oh uh, mm-hmm. wow! Yeah. What? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, what were you gonna say? What is it like growing up with a parent who's a shrink? Because um, I, my great grand, not great, my, just my grandfather was a psychoanalyst. Yeah. Fucked up the whole family. Really? And it's. I mean, I feel like the the, the tendrils <clears throat> of that yes. still reach down into all of us. Although I believe very much in therapy and I'm super into it, but I just think growing up growing up with a therapist. Um, is is uh, a unique experience. It is unique, yeah. I guess. I mean, I'd, I've never known anything else, sort of, but my whole experience with it is my mom was kind of like a housewife after she had us kids. I have two brothers and older, old, older brothers. And so then she kind of got her PhD uh, while we were kids and then started practicing. So it was like, you know, it was... She became this thing that I very much respect. Like she got her doctorate and like became a doctor and then she like became her own thing. So it was this thing that I saw her do and I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, it was very inspiring to me yeah. basically. You know, so that was – that happened and then other than that, you know, she is who she is. <laughs> I don't know. You know, she's she's really great. You know, she's my mom obviously. But, you know, right. there is that. There is that. She knows what the fuck is happening with every – she's very intuitive and that's real – She's a very real, really innately intuitive person that has then gone and dedicated her life and her profession to being intuitive. So she's, you know, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a person that has a strong fucking, they can exert their will. Right. So, you know, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But she's lovely. You know, she's the best. But yeah. when it comes to like growing up like that effect, like I'm sure it had. But my parents were always very insanely supportive of me. So it didn't really affect that. They were always like, you want to be a fucking comedian? Yeah, do it. That's and then, great. yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, my my brothers were punk rockers. So they were psyched that I wasn't trying to do – my brother was in bands and then my oldest brother was, you know, kind of in bands and just kind of like drifting around for a while. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so they were kind of psyched that I was psyched about something, you know. Are your brothers still in bands? My brother Matt is a uh, an artist in Chicago, and he and his wife run a thing called the Renegade Craft Fair that tr- tours nationally and mm-hmm. comes through L.A. twice a year. Uh, come to that, and um, yeah, so they tour around with this Renegade Craft Fair crafts craft maker like Etsy style people come and just have tables, and it's gigantic. It's really cool. Uh, plus, and uh, my other brother lives in Pittsburgh. And he is an IT that runs the IT department of an insurance company. It's got three kids, 
and he uh, lives in uh, Morningside in Pittsburgh. He's the best. And what? Austin. What did your dad name. do before he retired? Um, my dad was a surgeon, general surgeon. Yeah, doctor, gallbladder specialist. Um, and uh, well, he wasn't a gallbladder specialist. He was a, he was a surgeon, but he ended up helping to pioneer laparoscopic laser surgery after it came out basically gallbladder specifically uh i had laparoscopic surgery not on my gallbladder but still so my dad went around the world like teaching that and uh when it came out basically he was like oh this will change everything Mm -hmm. and uh it makes your hospital stay into overnight instead of one week yeah did did any of matt austin or you Mm-hmm. Trying to be better with names. Uh, did any of you guys consider medicine? No. I mean, when I was like five years old and I was like, I'm a doctor. I'm going to mm-hmm. go to Harvard. <laughs> you know? But um, no, not for a second. I mean, as soon as I started acting, I think I think I did until I started, you know, I started acting and then I was like, I did my first play and then I was like, oh, this is, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. What was your first play? Oh, uh, it was the worst. It was uh, The Crucible. I played John Proctor in The Crucible. Dr. Drew, you, you're familiar with Dr. Drew. Yeah. Dr. Drew also played John Proctor, did he not? That's yeah, hilarious. That's my, my recollection. That yeah, is who I feel like played. that just came up. Yeah. yeah. John I Proctor, like the Crucible. a very complicated uh, role that should only be played by the likes of Daniel Day Lewis, who played in the movie. Yeah. You know, played by but a 15 year old kid with a, a, a beard drawn on. So, Wait, yeah. now which one is John Proctor? Is he the one who's. He's uh, the lead, he's the guy. He's, he's a, persecuting uh, her. He's persecuted. Persecuted. No, he's persecuted. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I th- how embarrassing for me. They accuse. I was confusing the Crucible with Scarlet Letter for a second. Well, there's wait, no, but Abby is. There's a slave named Tituba. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Tituba. I, I have it right then. Tituba. And then there's yeah. And then she's off in the forest dancing and playing with some of the girls who are then all accusing each other of being witches. Right. And then John Proctor accuses the system of being it's mccarthyism it's mm-hmm. an allegory for mccarthyism and he accuses the i forget exactly but the system of being and the judge is like you must die now and then he kisses his wife and then it's like peace out but it's fucked up you know it's like Some, that monty python sketch was real man the witch thing wow that's, they really nailed that. it's really weighty stuff <laughs> for it's pretty weighty <laughs> That age, because yeah. we read the Crucible around that age. Yeah, in school, it's interesting that they teach that at that time. Yeah, it's like it really all about social you. justice, you right? Know? Yeah, yeah. It uh, makes sense. Anyway, yes. mm-hmm. I was gonna say something, but I completely lost. That's the cool. Of thought. I hope I'm compelling enough. You know, for You're am I so interesting? Compel- yes, you are. Guys, I, I, tweet you- at me. I'm at John Daly at J O N D A L Y. I just want to know: Am I interesting? interesting. <laughs> Put that out there, Gary. Thank you. Hey, you guys. It's me, Allison. You know from before. Don't forget to download part two on Thursday. If I were you, I would write it on your hand, and also on your friend. And if you don't have a friend. Write a post-it and stick it on a stuffed animal or just anything that's nearby. Okay, enough of this. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?
Madison Rose and Show.